Hey guys, Saucy Rockets, I'm Mary. I'm Leah, and we're here with Tammy Lynch, who is a founder of Players Against Hate. For those of you who don't know, its mission is to increase awareness and stop racism and name calling by youth athletes, their teams and coaches, their families and spectators. And this all stemmed from an incident that occurred at your son's game, right, yes. Tammy? Yeah. And um, racist taunts were used against one of his teammates. And so Tammy started the organization from that incident. And um, notably, it's taken off a lot in the last few months. And Tammy was nominated for the Willie O'Ree Community Hero Award, which is given out every year by the NHL at its annual award ceremony. Um, to the individual who best utilizes hockey as a platform to help people build character and develop important life skills for a more positive family experience. So we are here today to talk to Tammy about how she started the organization and what its plans are going forward. Thanks for having me here. Thank you for taking your time. We know that you're really busy with all of, <laughs> all of your other interviews, so we appreciate that it's you're here good. on a Friday evening. I feel like we no, somehow rank with like NHL people now because we're like, of course, <laughs> getting right. to interview a nominee. It's very exciting. <laughs> yeah, and we're we're in very glamorous settings. We're in a broken down yeah, junior well, hockey gym. That just makes it more legit because we are back in the in the Maryland Black Bears workout room, which is apparently under construction for the summer. Yeah, because no one's working out in here, <laughs> and it doesn't stink. It does which not stink. Which is very right. nice. It is actually amazing that it doesn't stink. I, you know, hats off to whoever figured out how to make right? that happen. <laughs> um, so, Tammy, we've really enjoyed following your story in the news and um, how you described your work as simply standing up for a friend. Um, so, I mean, they're standing up for a friend, and then they're starting a whole organization <laughs> and movement. So, um, so what made you decide to go the extra mile? I think we decided to go the extra mile, as you say, because of the need. Um, once this happened and the story hit the newspaper, people started getting in contact with me, getting in contact with Divine's dad. Oh, this happened to my son. This happened to my daughter. Oh, that's awful. Yeah, there was a lot of that. And even saying to me, help me, what do I do? I heard you're the one who knows what to do for this and I'm like I'm just a mom and but I'm happy to talk to you and give you any thoughts that that I have so that was one piece the second piece was um somebody copied our logo and knocked it off and started selling shirts no yes wow who did that I don't want to say. Oh, oh no. Oh, <laughs> you no. You don't have to. No. <laughs> After the recording. Wow. Turned off, I'll say. Wow. So how, how were you able to address that? The shirt piece or the yeah, whole so thing? Yes, the, the shirt piece. Um, I got onto the group where the shirts were being made and just started kind of interjecting comments and then reached out to the person who was who was making them and said... This looks a little like right. my logo. Oh, no. um, so we worked out an agreement. And it's great that other people want to join, but they should Don't. also not steal other Don't people's steal work. other people's stuff and profit off of it. Yeah, you could you can you can be involved and work to improve without thievery and crime. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's interesting. But, I mean, but it was really, you know, it was really the need and Divine and I were talking and like it just can't be about the buttons. There's so much more need there that we really have to 
we have to make a change and that's kind of how it really developed and and in the thinking it's like we what do we need to do we need to make the sport more diverse we need to teach kids that that they can't be doing this starting when they're real little and then we need to work with the organizations and the adults to shift their mindset of not just ignoring it but um, being an ally instead of complicit through no fault of their own. You said that people started calling you as the person mm-hmm. who knows how to handle mm-hmm. that. How did that come about? Why do you think that they went to you? I think maybe they went to me because the story was out there and I took a stand and said this isn't okay and for us as a team it's not okay. Other than that I don't know. I certainly don't have anything behind my name other than mom, teacher, and wife. You know, there's nothing special. It just... Well, I think being willing to stand up and and willing to put your name to it and do something Mm -hmm. is very special because, Mm -hmm. you know, I think we've all heard horrible things in locker rooms or on the ice, and you just sort Mm -hmm. of think, like, it's a sad, unfortunate, but sort of like, it's just part of what hockey is, Mm -hmm. you know, and maybe someday in the future it will change. But Mm -hmm. it's really... It's really amazing and really heartening to see someone willing to step up and, mm. and you know, put your name to it and try to fix it. I guess when it, you know, when we, I look back and it was all happening, I, um, it was like the most natural thing. Like, I didn't even think twice about it. Divine's dad said, this is what happened to my kid. He said it on the, as I play on the chat, and it was like my head exploded. And so then I sent him a, just a private text, and I'm like, this is ridiculous. I can't believe this. And then he was telling me some more details about what had happened and things that had gone on before. And I'm like, this is wrong. This just can't be. And instead of just sitting there, um, before I was a teacher, I was an artist. So I said, just sat down at the computer and had to do something that was visual. And that's, that's what I did. So it really was like the smallest gesture of just saying, we stand with you. And by doing something, you mean the buttons and the right. logo? Right, just making the, it was a sticker that we made at first, and I designed it and printed them off at home, and, you know, the kids all had them on their sticks that night, and the parents had them as buttons, but they were just stickers, and um, it just kind of exploded. But I also think that, you know, like any... I really think that any parent who, like a hockey parent or any sports parent, if their teammate's parent says, this happened to my kid, you're just naturally going to say, oh my gosh, this is so awful. So it just so happened that I could do a little bit of design beside it. So I don't think that it was was that much, you know, like when you have that personal connection and that personal dialogue about it, 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 brings you in it and you're not as removed yeah from from the situation you had mentioned that people started contacting you about things that had happened to their children Mm -hmm. were they parents from around the area or people pretty far flung throughout the country or mostly it was mostly parents around the area that contacted me um some trying to think talk to some up the east coast um some in the Midwest, so it's, you know, around, but I think most of the visibility is in this general area. Well, for now, that might change now that you've 
Well, yeah, and Been we nominated. Before that, we had um, an NHL for a player from the St. Louis Blues. They um, found out about the buttons and the T-shirts and contacted me. And so there had been a team, a First Nations team in Canada, that had been um, exposed to a lot of racism. And so we sent up to Canada shirts, buttons, stickers, and, and a St. Louis Blues game. The, it was featured all over That's amazing. all over the game. So that kind of gave us inroads into into Canada. It was pretty cool. Awesome. Yeah, we saw that on Twitter, I think. I think it was Twitter, yeah. Okay. It's very exciting. Yeah, it was. I mean I was I was shocked at how prominently the things were displayed, um, the buttons and the T shirts and it just it's sad though that it that it even has to happen. Yeah. You know, so part of you is like, wow, this stuff is out there, but it's out there because something horrible happened. Right. And I haven't really heard that much about other similar initiatives like that. I'm sure some are out there, but it's interesting that given that it's such a big issue in hockey, you don't hear more about organizations like yours working to change things. It was interesting because when I kind of, well, that's what I thought, I guess, first, is somebody's got to be already out there doing this. And I started doing just Google searches to see if I could find, I found nothing other than soccer in Europe, that there's some companies, organizations that are standing up to racism in soccer. And that was all I found. So it could be faulty search engine on my part. Um, but I was surprised. I'm trying to think, and I mean, there's the You Can Play initiative, obviously, but that's mm -hmm. got a really wide sort of range of people it's covering, and I feel like it doesn't do much on-the-ground type stuff, unfortunately. And I think that You Can Play is focused on LGBTQ issues and not necessarily racism, but I could be wrong on that. Yeah, and then so I guess there's the Hockey is for Everyone night that all the teams right. do every year, but, um, you know, other than some sign up, you know some colorful tape and mm -hmm. some nice buzzwords during mm -hmm. that game. Mm -hmm. It doesn't seem like it ever comes up mm -hmm. very much. Right, it's usually mm -hmm. just an event that happens right. on a... Like a random awareness right. yeah. event. Um, so in terms of creating the organization, mm -hmm. what was the pro that process like? Because you started with the buttons, and then, and then how did that transform into actually starting this whole movement? It, the movement just kind of grew organically. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't anything that that I tried to do or set out and said, okay, here's my path forward. It really was just as we were thinking about it and thinking that we need to do something, we kind of gave, came up with goals and what we wanted to be about and then just started talking and people started listening. And who and else is that is helping you with this? That's a very good question. <laughs> um, it's in the evenings. It's mostly me. Um, when people want stickers, I sit at the dining room table and package up stickers and um, run a credit card number and get everything ready and all of that. Um, I feel like Divine and his dad have so much been the face in the front that I was content to be in the background and just kind of doing my thing. 
So um, it's mostly me. I found somebody to help me with Twitter because um, I don't understand Twitter <laughs> at all. It makes no sense. Um, but really getting everything done, it's just kind of what I do at night after I put the kids to bed. and wow. And yeah, so. How much time would you say per week you dedicate to this? Oh, it could easily be anywhere from 20 to 40 hours almost. Wow. And some nights I'm up until 3 in the morning, you know, getting orders filled or whatever, coming up with our, I don't know, plans or organizing how I want the educational materials to be, kind of fine-tuning that and a lot of thinking. It's it sounds like a lot. <laughs> it is. It's a lot, but... I don't feel like there's really an option. I don't feel like we cannot do it. So sometimes it's more, sometimes it's a little less. Um, my family's certainly been understanding of that mom sits in the sits in the dining room a lot of nights and just bangs stuff out on the computer. It's a great thing for kids to see though that to have their parents involved in trying to make positive change. Mm -hmm. And I think it was also good for all the kids on the team to see that, that you can do something small to support a friend and it can have a big impact. So I think for the kids that's, that's important. Yeah, absolutely. What was the reaction to, the, like by the team and the people around the rink when they heard about your initiative? I think, I want to say there wasn't much of a reaction because it just kind of grew. And everybody on the team, were, we were all kind of like-minded about it. And this can't be, and this can't keep going, and what do you need help with? And so I think it was just so natural in the way that it it happened that that it just kind of did without... I think without a lot of fanfare in a sense. I mean, once the initial story and um, after we went to the Caps game, things settled down somewhat, at least on the surface, except the team had um, TV crews following us around regularly. I mean, that was something that was out of the normal. Probably we disrupted things here at the rink a lot. <laughs> there were a couple um, practices. I remember seeing them here. Right. Oh, and, ESPN is at the rink again. <laughs> right. Like, who says that? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's like this week at the house. Well, this news station was here. This news station was here. And I'm just like, who does this happen? You know? It's just, <laughs> it, this is not normal. And if you are not used to interacting with the media it's probably stressful and something that you have to really prepare yourself for it it's stressful but I feel like the message is so important that I can focus in on what that message is and I want there to be such an increased awareness and change that I'm much calmer than I thought I would be um, because it is so important and there's a lot of work to do so, 
but yeah, I am not happy in front of the camera. <laughs> this is much better because it's like, it's faceless. That's <laughs> it's why we voices. podcast because it's just voices in a room right. on a phone and we don't have to worry about recording anything. Yeah. And you don't have to be dressed up exactly. and you don't have to be. Exactly. And 6.30 this morning, I'm like, I have bags under my eyes. Well, I mean, no, know. clearly we're all sitting here yeah. in like super fancy clothes well, and done yes. hair and all of our makeup. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously we're fancy right now. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we don't have to worry about our facial expressions. <laughs> so no, that's probably right. the yeah. more important part. It is. <laughs> or if we're eating, you know. Yeah, if we're, we're or... eating our feelings yeah, when we yeah. record, like yeah. usual. Um, so you had mentioned working on educational materials. Mm-hmm. What what are you working on? So what we want to do is um, really help kids to understand some of the history of the sport, the history of racism in the sport, um, what it means to be an ally, give them some language where they can stand up if they see it or hear it. Um, And that's kind of the global shape of it. Do I have materials created yet? No, Um, because I'm busy at night making stickers. but I'm using my day job as a teacher to kind of get all of that shaped and ready to go. But I also know that it has to span, you know, from six-year-olds up to 16, 18. Um, so it's going to have to look different right. at each of those, each different age group. That's a great point. Um, so what are your plans for distributing it and disseminating it once you complete the materials? That is another very good question. Um, Some teams have reached out to us already, which is fantastic. Um, My big goal would be maybe that we can do something either through Safe Sport or USA Hockey. I was about to ask. and, um, And do something that way, or possibly looking at maybe a different model where there's chapters um, in different areas. So we're still trying to fine-tune what's going to be the best way to get that message out, to keep it out. Um, and I'm okay with that taking a little bit of time because I want to make sure that we do it right, right and that it's sustainable um, and that it's done well. I think the USA Hockey idea is really interesting because, you know, all coaches have to be certified and have to take mm-hmm. online modules every mm-hmm. season, mm-hmm. and it changes based on what age group you're mm-hmm. coaching. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, and then you get to have access to those resources later, mm-hmm. so practice plans, you know, mm-hmm. phone numbers, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think that would be a really great way if you could get USA Hockey involved, which, you know, USA Hockey, if you're listening, you should get involved here. Um, <laughs> they listen, of course. Obviously. Um, but... You know, because then you have a module on it, you mm-hmm. know, and you, all your coaches and the program across, you know, all of USA Hockey obviously have to listen to it, and they can have access to that stuff so they can send it to the parents on their team, have ready for the kids on their team if something happens. Initially, I had thought to do a module, and I think that that can be a component of it, but I think that the piece where you need to change the mindset and really start exploring um, – people's unconscious bias, that kind of thing is really hard to do through a training model. And how do we get that piece of it to happen? And I was fortunate to have some conversations with the NHL about this, and I know that they're really behind this initiative. 
um, not necessarily Players Against Hate initiative, but really not having hate in the game. Right. Um, so I'm hoping that that there's some leverage there, and if we can be a part as my organization of that change and be in on that discussion and in on that change. That's great. That would be cool. But I think it's it's labor intensive, it's time intensive. Um, and I don't know that you can't change everybody's mindset. Right. Um, but you may make it more uncomfortable for people to want to speak out. Oh, for sure. If lots of people's mindsets have changed. Right. So. And what have the extent of your discussions with the NHL been? How has that, how has that gone so far? Well, I'm actually even amazed that I've that anybody's even talked to me, um, because you know, who am I? I'm just like I'm just a mom, and so I've had some calls, some dialogues back and forth. The um, team was invited to Washington to the. Um, During Black History Month, there was the tour, the bus tour that was. Right. So we went there. I was able to talk to some people from the NHL there. Um, we met Willie O'Ree there. Um, so they've been periodic conversations, and I'm hoping they'll continue and lead to some, some good change. And we saw that you all went to the Caps game because um, John Carlson and Devontae Smith-Pelly invited the team after mm -hmm. the incident occurred. Mm -hmm. um, have you had any interactions with the Capitals since then? So not with the players, and I never had any interaction, like me personally, with any of the players. But I've been in contact with the organization, um, and not so much from the perspective of what can we do to work on this change? But once the nomination was announced, or the finalist, that I was a finalist, of them like really getting behind the cause, sharing it on social media, um, talking to me about, about those kinds of things. So that to me was pretty impressive that, that they took such an interest um, you know, in, in helping to spread the word. And just so, are you stopping it? No. We're back, sorry for the brief interruption. They were measuring out a goal line and we're in the gym, so <laughs> we can't expect um, complete privacy, I guess. Ever. We're so professional. <laughs> no, this means that it's a real hockey podcast. <laughs> um, so um, you had talked about the nomination. Um, how how did it come to be that you were nominated? Do you even know? I do know. There is this wonderful woman in Virginia. Her name is Vanessa Bauer. And um, she and I somehow connected over Instagram. And it just turns out that we have similar interests. And I would started talking to her once um, the incident with Divine had happened. And we would talk back and forth. She came to the thing in Washington. Um, and then so we just kept talking, and she wrote a nomination. That's and amazing. I was like, yeah, it was. It really was. Like someone who'd been a complete and total stranger but has the kindest heart. And, um, yeah. 
so we now we like text back and forth 16 times a day and like, did you see this do you know what's going on with this can you help me with this I, I don't understand Twitter no <laughs> it's like my big thing is not understanding Twitter it is a it's a weird platform because on one hand you can't really say very much but on the other hand there are all these other strange things that are happening other strange things you can respond to absolutely everything right it's a lot yeah, it, it makes is. no sense to me <laughs> It's all good, though. Well, I mean, you're getting your message out. I mean, you yeah, you're doing what needs well, to happen. If I had to do that on my own, there would be no message on Twitter. You would be doing all these things, but no one would know. <laughs> and actually, and and that is um, also somebody who called and said, how can I help? Her name's Danielle Butcher. And she's like, how can I help? I love hockey. I'm local to this area. What can I do to help you? And I'm like, oh. <laughs> but it's just like to see the kindness and the interest of people who want to help make this change happen is is really cool. So we saw the video. Uh, it was on Twitter. I saw it on Twitter of you getting a f- the phone call from Willie O'Ree. Yeah. Um, about the. Um, about the fact that you made the... It was a setup. That whole thing was a setup. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, I mean, it would have had to have been a little bit just because, you, you know, you're... No, you're I had no clue. Oh, you didn't? No, oh, I had no oh, clue. Oh, my gosh. Because, like, no. cause, like you, you were being videotaped. So, I, like, did someone... Uh, so, this was this was Vanessa. <laughs> okay, <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, I thought you knew. No, no, no. One no, of those I things where you act surprised. No, you. I had... I had no idea what was going on. So it was funny. So she and I had been talking about something. And um, she said she was coming up to, I think, to Rockville. Was it Rockville? Wherever Montgomery plays for something for her son. And wanted to know, like, if we could meet there for something. And she (laughs) had this all planned. And I'm like, oh, can you help me with this T-shirt logo? I need, like... I need a little bit of help, and I'm, I don't know how to use the technology. And she's like, sure, no problem. And, um, and then she said to me later in the week, she's like, my meeting got canceled. And I'm like, ugh. And then, so I said to my husband, um, I'm like, well, she said she's going down to, or no, he wanted to go down to, um, it was the district tryouts down at Kettler. And he wanted to go watch to see what those looked like. And I'm like, oh, we could all go there. So I said, well, Vanessa, could you meet me here? And we could just work on these T-shirts while they're watching this. And so, sure, that worked. And so we get there. And um, she's like, I have a surprise for you. I'm like, what do you mean you have a surprise for me? And I'm like looking around. (laughs) And she's like, I have a surprise for you. And... So her daughter was standing there, and we were just standing, like, in the breezeway. And so I was standing against the door, and she was next to me. And her daughter was playing on her phone, which is what all teens do. So you don't think, <laughs> right. you know, you don't think anything of it. And her phone rings, and she has two phones. I'm like, why do you have two phones? And she's like, oh, one's a work phone. I'm the most gullible person ever. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Like a teenager with a work phone. <laughs> and... um and so Vanessa's like, Tammy, it's for you. And I'm like, what do you mean your phone is for me? 
So I'm like, hello. And her daughter's standing there just playing on her phone. <laughs> well, truthfully, her daughter was videotaping the whole thing. Surreptitious videoing. Yeah. I know I that had, trick. I had no <laughs> clue. And then Vanessa's holding hers up, her second phone. And then I'm like, and I'm looking, and there's my family standing there. And there's Divine and his dad standing oh, no. there. <laughs> and I'm like, what's going on here? And then he says, it's Willie O'Ree. And I'm like, oh, well, he must want to talk to Divine because he's talked to them before. And so he starts talking, and I'm like, what? <laughs> and, um, and then he said, well, you've been nominated. And then he said something about how's your Friday. And I'm like, just got a whole lot better now. <laughs> but I, not a clue. That is That's so amazing. Not a clue. Wow. And, like, my husband was – he wasn't in on it. He just knew he had to get me somewhere. Um, and I was thinking all week, like, why isn't he fussing at me when I asked to do this thing on a Friday night? <laughs> and I'm just like, I not, could not put two and two together. So, yeah. So, no, I had no idea. That's awesome. Yeah. Because normally you see these moments, like, on TV or something. Right. And you're, you think, is that – Stage. Oh, I always assume it's scripted. Uh Like they know it's happening. (laughs) Oh, act surprised when the phone rings. No. Um, Oh, that's that's amazing. That is. Yeah, they got me good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, do you get to go to the NHL award ceremony since you're one of the three finalists? I don't know. (laughs) I I was wondering about that because I know for the players, they usually. Have all of yeah? I think all the finalists have to go. They're there, but I, I wasn't sure so if you were actually going to be going to Vegas. Will be announced in Vegas, and I just don't know how they how they're going to do it. And I think so. I watched the footage from last year, and the people who it was um, the wife of the Humboldt coach, mm-hmm. right? Who won? Um, and so she was there. So I know that there is a Vegas component. Um, to it. I know it's the last week of school here, <laughs> and I know that that week my husband's in California for work. <laughs> so it would help with planning if you knew what they wanted. <laughs> but I guess if that was going to happen, I wouldn't be able to, you know, right. to say anything. So I don't know how or when or or what. We'll, we'll be watching on TV, though. Just in case. <laughs> you know, just in case. We'll, be, we'll, be, we'll have our eyes peeled to the screen to see whether or we'll, not. We'll tweet at the NHL and tell them to make up their mind and let you know. <laughs> so from what I understand, people can vote for the award. It's, a, it's, it's based on votes by the public? It's just votes by the public, so whoever gets the most votes. And I have to say that the two men who are also up for the award are so deserving. They both started um, programs in, in, they're both in Michigan, I believe, and um, programs for underserved youth and to get them on the ice and to see what kind of impact, you know, and it's made a huge impact in a whole bunch of kids' lives. So it's, you know, an equally important... So You're so good. No, it's true, <laughs> You're though. so good, though. <laughs> It's true. We had the opportunity this year to go see um, the Baltimore Banners and go to see the Fort DuPont Cannons and play against both of those teams. And it was just, it was amazing. And what this sport can do for kids who really, who really need it. And to me, that's, 
That's pretty important, yeah. too. So. One of the things I saw on your website was that mm -hmm. one of the goals of the organization is to start a scholarship. Mm -hmm. Is that a scholarship for school, or is it to help pay for hockey? Because hockey is such an expensive activity. It, we are still figuring out exactly how we want that to work. Um, because my thought is the more kids we can impact, the better. So, and right now we don't have a lot of money. I mean, we just get what we get in donations. And, you know, here it's what, hundreds of dollars for an hour of ice. Yes. So when I think about the money that we've raised so far, it doesn't go that far. So I want to make sure that we're getting the most bang for our our buck and impacting the most kids who need it. Right. What so can work um, in progress. And what can people do to help? Do you need volunteers or is there a place where people can donate? So we have a direct donation. Um, if people want stickers or we're getting ready to open um, an online store that'll have t-shirts and that kind of thing, um, people certainly can volunteer. There's not always a lot to do, um, unless you want to be sitting up at two o'clock in the morning, <laughs> bundling at up, your dining room table, right? Bundling <laughs> up stickers, and I haven't found anybody who really likes those hours for free. Um, but so, so there's different things. I mean, when Danielle approached me and said, "Well, I'm really good on Twitter," I'm like, "Super," you know. So we're certainly looking for any kind of volunteers or skills or pocketbooks um, because we want to make a change and even if it's not one of those things if you're out and you're in the hockey arena and you hear something turn around and say hey cut it out shut up we don't talk like that you know that's helping too and that I think may go the furthest in making that change be an ally I think that's really important especially for for those of us who aren't people of color because mm -hmm. you know we're probably the, the safest from repercussions, mm -hmm. you know, for being able to tell people to knock mm -hmm. it off and to not say crap like that. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that we need to, to make it mm -hmm. very clear that we're not okay with it, that mm -hmm. people saying it aren't going to get away with it. Mm -hmm. And I hadn't, before I hadn't really stopped to think about it that way, but maybe that's what it took was an ally for it to get noticed because Divine would say, this happens to us all the time and I have to teach little Divine to just turn around and let it roll off his back. And I'm like, why should anybody have to to grow up and have that happen all the time? That's not right. And so what can we do? What are the little things that we can do? It doesn't cost any money. Right. It's being a good friend. It's being a good person. And anybody can do that, and it's free. And it takes 10 seconds. It's true. That is a great thing for people to remember because a lot of people don't necessarily think they have the time or they, you know, they just want to know how they can help in a small right. but important way. Right. And I would say that's a very, very important way. You talk to your kids. It's not okay to say hateful things. That's not what the game is about. Anything else, Mary? I don't think so. I mean, I mean, we're no. I know we're both really excited for your nomination and to see how it goes. Um, 
you mind, what's your um, website so we can direct um, people to? Playersagainsthate.org okay. is our website. Um, we have a Facebook group. And You're on Twitter. We're on Twitter. <laughs> I'm trying to do Instagram. That one I'm trying to manage on my own. We try to do Instagram. We try to do Instagram and we don't understand yeah, it either. We just gave up. <laughs> I am better with Instagram than I am with Twitter. Um, but I guess keep that exposure up. Keep that exposure out on social media. Tag us if you have the stickers. Take a picture of it. Share it out. You know, just keep the message. Keep the message going. And I can't tell you how grateful I am that you wanted to sit here and listen to me talk for 45 minutes or an hour. No, we're so excited. And now excited. hundreds of people are going to hear this. Yeah, we're so or excited that you, know. <laughs> that you took the time out on your, your Friday after work even to come hang out with us in this um, thankfully not stinky gym. Nope. Sorry, we didn't have a surprise for you. <laughs> hey, this was this. No, surprise no, no, no. is the ambiance. <laughs> yes. No, it was wonderful because my kids are hungry and they're grouchy. And oh, so there you go with their dad. <laughs> nice. Well, any any time that we can, you know, help you and get you, a, get we're you happy to accommodate. Or, we'll, we'll, we will do that. Thank you. But That's um, wonderful. it would be great to check back in maybe sometime in the future to see how things are going. Yeah, I would love that. All right, awesome. Any opportunity to talk about what we're doing is great. Well, thank you so much. We really appreciate thank your time. You thank you both. This so is much. wonderful. Like all these talents here at the rink. This is pretty cool. <laughs> just coming Thanks. out of the word work. Yep. Yeah. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. All right, guys. We will That's see really you next cool. time. <laughs>